Welcome to another edition of the Best There Never Was podcast. Uh, Andrew Ford, how are we? Not too bad, Connor. How are you? I'm not too bad. We come out of podcast hibernation when there's a big event. Yeah, well, we'll get back to being um, being more regular, but I mean, it's just, it's very hard when you're just very popular and people want your your attention and they want you uh, want you involved in certain things and blah 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 just just popular yeah so so people tell me <laughs> um, know a lot about that uh, but because we've come out of podcast hibernation we also have our special guest our recurring special guest at this stage yes how are you Connor? how are you good yourself how are you John I'm not too bad now uh, you're nearly getting full cast member status now at this stage, I'd say. Ooh, can't wait till I get my, my tour card. Yeah, until you get verified. It's uh, it's like getting a blue tick on Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> Except, luckily for all of us, it, we don't require that many amount of followers for that to happen. Because we have no listeners. But anyway, on a more positive note, on a brighter note, Andrew, it's been a big week. I was going to say, I don't know if it's a positive note, but... You're going to be talking about the, the weekend that just happened. The weekend that just happened. You were there to witness the big retirement of this week. The Undertaker. Yeah. Yes. Wait, which? What retirement is this now? Okay. This, <laughs> this one feels like this is the actual proper retirement. Well, as I said to you, I hope so. Because like they should just leave him alone now in his retirement <laughs> home. And just go, listen, you're 87, put the feet up, don't be worrying about coming and, and bailing us out again. Enjoy yourself. I believe, I read something I read something today that the man is going to enjoy his retirement by getting his other hip surgery done and a number of minor surgeries. Oh, I'd say, well, what you could tell by it, uh, I have, as I watched the thing unfold in front of me after. 5 a.m. Uh, or whatever it was. Yes, it was 5 a.m. His body, God bless him, as you'd expect, is absolutely broken because you just see that he wasn't able to do things. No, he, he just by the end of it, he was just absolutely gasping and like barely able to walk. And even taking those spears and whatnot that he did, we've taken them like a champ because. It still hurts getting hit by that and falling down on that on that bloody cardboard or whatever that or not cardboard that wooden um, ring. ring squared circle. Sorry, squared circle. Um, so Jesus, yeah, I'd say he must have woke up the next day and been, oh my god, I feel like I've been hit by a truck. Well, that's how we all felt after waking up after staying up that long to watch WrestleMania. Uh, I believe the Undertaker's retirement started at five o'clock and ended at half five. Yeah, well, Cokes uh, didn't have the pleasure of watching now, unfortunately for him. No, he. Yes, yeah, it's like I dodged the bullet, Connor. <laughs> it was a it was a very long show. We'll only touch on this very briefly, um, <clears throat> but watching it live, I didn't enjoy it that much. I didn't think there was any great matches or anything like that. Uh, but since then, I have watched it back, not fully. Uh, but I have watched certain moments back, and I actually think it was a pretty good WrestleMania in terms of moments. Uh, we had the Hardy Boys returned. 
actually on that, that that was by far and away like the, the one moment where I at least got a bit of nostalgia and I thought, oh, I'm seven years old again and this is great fun. Whereas watching watching everyone react to that, I was looking around me and going, are they, are these people adults? Are they are they clinically sane? What is going on here right now? Because everyone in the place just got so carried away. I was like, I, I can't understand what's going on here. Yes, every, every, the venue we watched it in, everybody uh, collectively lost their shit there for a good, as soon as their music hit. Oh, it, I was like, I, I didn't know what to think. It was quite the reaction. Uh, and it was good to see them, but I, I, well, I suppose, well, we won't go into this too far, but as I said, we're not, we're, in, we're over the age of 13, so we shouldn't care anymore. How dare um, you? Uh, <laughs> go on. But, will you, will you agree with me now at least that, uh, that wrestling, modern day wrestling is crap, and that's the reason that they have to bring out back all these old superstars. Uh, and then you look at them, and those poor old fellas can't perform anymore, so Undertaker walking to the ring was a serious achievement, like, for him. Then the Hardy Boys, and I couldn't believe you told me Jeff Hardy's only 39. Yes, he is 39. And, and now, I will caveat that, he did still do a somersault 20 foot off a ladder onto another, onto someone and on, who was on a ladder. So, it's still, I wouldn't be doing it. But compared to the stuff he used to be and how many of those he used to be, you can tell how much his body is hurting him as well. Well, uh, the Hardy Boys were actually in a lot in a different ladder match the night before for a different wrestling promotion. So by all accounts, Jeff Hardy was a bit sore. So that's only why he did the one um, Swanton bomb off a fourteen foot ladder through another man through a ladder. So <laughs> why why were they doing another show? Surely they must have known for ages that they were going to be in that. Yes, but they had already prior commitments that they had to finish up. Uh, so right. they didn't. They did two ladder matches over the weekend. Jesus. So, which may explain why they didn't do actually didn't do that much during the ladder match. We also had a real life marriage proposal. Oh yeah. Yes. Did you see this, Cox? I yeah saw routines about it on Twitter. All right. I tried to keep my distance from wrestling, as Andrew said. I'm also not twelve years old. So. This is a very hostile crowd here on the podcast. Um. They, there was not quite the same reception for the marriage proposal. Um, I think the problem was where we were watching it, not many people knew what actually was going on. This idea of A, being with a woman, and then B, being able to afford a ring that size, and C, her saying yes. I think it was yeah. the issue there. They were definitely issues with, uh, with the crowd that we were with, all right. Yeah. Um, why? But and it's also the issue that everyone hates John Cena, and I still I cannot work that out. Yes, John Cena is actually quite a decent fellow in real life. I think he holds the record for most Make a Wishes uh, granted of all yeah. time. He's actually just a genuinely nice person. Yeah, but I think people just feel he's fake and corporate. It's kind of so they weird. feel like he's Phil Mickelson to you. He is Phil Mickelson to me. He's not quite as bad as that phony Phil. 
such a fate that Phil Mickelson, but we can save that rant for our Masters preview later on. Yeah, so he's not, um, he's not quite um, like that. That um, my also my fate, my highlight of the night was when some. So as I said, it, it if I said this to Cokes as well, and I'll say it. I think I said it to you, and I'll say it again. I was like, if anyone has ever watched bowling for Columbine, it was basically put a who's who of you think would be high school shooters in a room, and that's what the attendance was like on Saturday night. And one of them in particular with a bandana. Who the hell wears a bandana? And he was he was good thirty five comes up to me and started asking me about the card. How did I think it would go? And who, what kind of schedule would it be? As in who would be out first and blah, blah, blah. And I just looked at him. I was like, no, no. And then, uh, and then turned around to my, to just look at the wall instead and, uh, and pawned him off somewhere else. I just, do, do I look like I give, a damn about this. Um, but it, it was so what just you're so, saying is, these are not de- those people there on Sunday night were your, not your type of people. They are not my people, no. They are not yeah. your people. There's a couple like yourself and your mates who are, but then the rest end up and going, what is wrong with you? Um, it just, oh, yeah. Yeah, so it, in the whole, Andrew, Niall, Andrew really enjoyed his WrestleMania experience, and he cannot. Yeah, I've already booked tickets again. He's going year. to next year's WrestleMania, WrestleMania 34, with the rumored main event of Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. He can't well, wait for I it already. That, I heard that was met with disgust in the wrestling community. It was um, met with disgust, but that's probably the way it's going to go. So, what can you do? So we look forward to next year's review from Andrew. Yes. 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 And we may have to get our other co host in here as well. So, you know, the two lads can give us a full review of what's happened. Because I'm. I'll, I'll start preparing now, Connor. Yeah, like yeah. if you could do some research and stuff now, it would be much appreciated. We don't pay enough. We don't pay enough for you two to watch it. We yeah. can negotiate this, though. Yeah, let's move on to some real sport. Okay, what do you want to kick off with? Do you want to kick off with rugby or do you want to kick off with golf? Yeah, I suppose obviously a lot has happened in the rugby world and obviously the big event is coming up in the summer, so I think we should probably speak about that. And do we think anyone has kind of put their hand up for, be it a bolter to the Lions, just person that you think should should start for the Lions or someone who's put their hand up for captaincy, all of the above, basically, on what people's thoughts are. Well, having the bookmakers stop taking bets on the captaincy, it looks like it's going to be Warburton. Saw that, yeah. Just to mention that, all right. So, which... By default, I believe. Yeah, I'm not really too pushed about that uh, captaincy selection, to be honest with you. I don't think he even starts. I don't understand it. But this is Warren Ball, so like you knew, I don't really understand a lot of things Gatlin does. So, like, what would you would you be happy if he started then? No, not really. Mm-hmm. I don't really. I don't think he's a lock for that team. But obviously, if they give him the captaincy, he is. It's kind of like shoehorning him in there. Yeah. So, 
I'm not really a big fan of that. I think you should be looking <clears throat> elsewhere. Um, you know, I think there's more standout candidates than than Warburton, to be honest with you. But who would your captain be? Well, I like Rory best for captain. Is he a lot to start? I think he's the best of all the options. I like Owens. Owens and a lot of people are talking about Jamie George as well. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get the Jamie George thing. Maybe it's just the English press. <clears throat> you see, there could be th the problem with Jamie George is that Eddie Jones. Um, a lot of people are arguing that Jamie George is actually better than Little Hartley, but Eddie Jones gave Hartley the armband, so and he's kind of had to double down after yeah. Hartley got sent off. So yeah. he can't take it off him, so he almost has to start him. And I just think we're seeing a repeat here. Like if he gives, if Gatlin's going to give it to Warburton, like he's got to, he's got to start him. So I don't think you should be locking yourself in like that, especially not in the back row. No, but then there's probably only really like the other people that spring to mind then are really just Farrell, Murray, Farrell and Murray are probably the only two that I told you probably definitely start. Yeah, I don't know. I think Sexton's definitely going to start. Uh, <coughs> actually, I, I think you could take Sexton. As a definite starter, but it's just if he's fit. My one quick one on that was I was disgusted to see how well Owen Farrell played at the weekend because that may have ruled out my best mate. Who, Finn? Yes. I tell you what, I, I tell you what ruled out Finn. Um, his performance there against England. Yeah. He, hold on, the whole team was crap. The, was game, the, the game tape against England is the reason Finn Russell's not getting on the plane. Yeah, we, he was better than please not go, go into He was better than George Ford in that game. He's completely outplayed again at the weekend. And he'll be completely outplayed by all of the New Zealand Super Rugby teams if he goes under. You cling on to Finn Russell the same way I cling on to my wrestling fandom. We be, deep down we both know it's not right, but we choose to ignore it. I don't like the comparison between Finn Russell and professional wrestler. And you hitting the big three all mark soon enough. Uh, there's no need to put that last part in at all. <laughs> that was a low blow. That was. Uh, yeah. So we we all agreed Finn Russell's not getting on the plane. So, has anyone put their hand up, Connor, who say the end of the Six Nations to the first game in the quarterfinal of the Champions Cup? Has anyone said, don't forget about me? Well, I think there's a lot of room here in the back three for somebody to put their hand up and become a bolter. And I'm going to say it now, he didn't feature during the Six Nations, but Joey Carberry. I, I actually like that. He's he, there's he, there's something different about Joey Carberry. He's got magic in his boots. He just seems to be able to have that extra half a second or something to make decisions. So 
I really like Carberry. It's probably this tour is probably too soon for him. But, I say it's probably going to come half a year too soon. But he is going to be a quality, quality player. And like at ten or fifteen, I would personally like to see him play more at ten. But he's probably going to have to go fifteen because with Johnny there, so he's not going to get enough game time at ten. Yeah, like, I keep on, I like I keep on going back to what Graham Henry said when he came over to Leinster in the summer and he pointed at Carberry and he goes, that's your 10 for the next 10, 15 years at Carberry. So I think it'd be a shame in some ways to give up at him, give up on him, sorry, as a 10, but he played quite well there at 15. I know he was caught out for the uh, Christian Way try um, when he kind of shot up and there was nobody home, uh, but I thought his attack and play from fullback was unbelievable. Well, in that, <clears throat> so I think Leinster are going to play what once again before the squad is picked, and it it's, won't, it's picked it's, after the the semi, is it? No, the day before. Oh, okay. So they only really have this weekend against the Ospreys, and then that's their last performance. So effectively, did Carberry do more in that one game against Wasps than anyone did in the Six Nations tomorrow today? Well, I'd rather Carberry than Rob Carney getting on the plane. I don't think Carney would go anyway. There's a lot of momentum for uh, Rob Carney there, and I just don't see it at all. I just didn't see it during the Six Nations to warrant this kind of, like, Carney needs to go on a plane. And I actually saw somebody do a Lions team. I think I sent it to Andrew, where they had Rob Carney as the starting fullback over Stuart Hogg, which was insane. Mm. There's no way. But I think, like, if you're looking for bolters, like, the uh, back three is... Certainly open to somebody making a claim there. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I'm a big fan of Chris Ashton. You do. He is a finisher. He is not a finisher. He is. He has scored tries. I think going to New Zealand, they have to be of the mindset that New Zealand are going to score tries, so you have to score more. Yeah, you can't. You have to outscore them as opposed to. So you kind of, if you're picking well, hogs because you can't defend, then you why not pick Ashton? Yeah, but you, I agree, and like, you know, Christian Wade has frightening pace. I mean, like, yeah, I know he's yeah. overlooked for England and all this, but like that is. Pure gas, and how many of realistically of the battery actually have the gas that Wade has? He's a complete game. If he if you put him into space, he can he's devastating. And his try against Lenzo is pretty for that. Yeah, so <clears throat> there's something to be said for taking a chance on him. I know, like defensively, he's got issues, but I mean, you're. I agree with you in the fact that like you're going to have to score tries to beat New Zealand. You know you're not going to be able to. I I just think we should be looking at him, but I wouldn't say he'll get the shout now. Um, does Ringrose go? Uh, I don't think Ringrose is going. Tina. No. Why? Uh, because I think Warren... How many centres do you bring, usually? Yeah, but I think he's not... Uh, Where is he? A Gatlin type of centre. So you think... So who do you who does he bring? Does he bring Ben Teo? 
I was I Ben Teo popped into my head because he's a big basher. So you know, I think that's what Warren would like to do. So yeah, I, I, like not that I would want him to go, but I'm just I I thought about that as well, just purely for. Because he's... See, I'm afraid he's going to try it out. Or Gatlin's wet dream of a man. Yeah, well, I'm afraid Gatlin is going to go to New Zealand and try and out-muscle them. And try and play through them as opposed to... And have no real plan B. Did you see the... Um, that awfully produced show on BT, the Rugby, Rugby Tonight one with O'Driscoll, where they were talking about O'Driscoll went over to Gatlin's for dinner with Delalia. I, I, they, were talk, they were talking about the Lions and O'Driscoll let slip he said don't rule out Jamie Roberts yeah that yeah, that would not surprise me at all O'Driscoll had him on his plane based on his conversations with Gatland yeah that would not surprise me at all I seriously think and if and if you see the likes of Jamie Roberts if you were to see a Ben Teo it would say to me he's gonna he's just gonna try and go through New Zealand. Yeah. Which means he paid no attention to the way that we beat New Zealand whatsoever. Yeah. Big set piece play. Yeah. Which would also say to me maybe he'd prefer Farrell at 10. <clears throat> I think he'd probably like to put Farrell at 10 but I don't think he, he can. I mean... Well, Sexton started the last test in Australia, so it's probably if in doubt who who started that test because that was Gatlin's kind of defining moment, and he went with Sexton and Farrell that day. Yeah, but I think you see, we can only guess. But like, if Gatlin has gone through this mentality of like we're going to outmuscle them or whatever, I think he'd look at Johnny's being a bit fragile if they're going to play for a lot of contact. So maybe he just feels like Farrell just be sturdier. Don't think, yeah, yeah, agreed. You, you, see, if, you see, if they get like, which I totally disagree with, because I just have a feeling like the game plan will just be like to bash them the whole time, which means like you would if you were playing Sexton, I don't think he'd allow Sexton to do what Sexton does best, like with his wraparounds or anything like that. I just don't think the game plan will be that. I think it would just be a lot of a lot of bashing them, you know, rather than trying to go around them. Yeah, the only thing about playing the two of them at the same time would be would it free up a spot on the bench. Oh yeah, like me personally now, I would love to see. I think Sexton's the best hit, and I would love to see Sexton play, and I would like to see Farrell at twelve. But if we you see, it all depends on Gatlin's mentality, and I don't know. I feel like he's going to try and be um, really make a statement. About out muscling New Zealand down in New Zealand, like some macho bullshit kind of thing. Mm. I think that's how he would like to win this test series. Yeah. Which, um. So well. So I suppose to, to wrap it up, Connor. How many? Uh, if you were to pick your team tomorrow, your squad tomorrow, how, or Gatland squad, how many Irish will go? Well, I have. Exactly. That's the thing when you're picking because you're you're picking what you would pick, but then you actually have to just pick what Gatland. You have to 
pretend you're Gatland and pick a, a team on that really, don't you? Right. So if I was, if I'm trying to think like Gatlin, I think he brings, I think he brings Rory Best. I think he brings Sean O'Brien. Although I personally don't think Sean O'Brien has done enough. Um, oh. But I'm, I would m- much rather O'Mahony than O'Brien. But I think he'll bring O'Brien. I think he brings Murray. I think he brings Sexton. I think he brings Henshaw. And that's it. What about the two boys in the props? Oh, well, sorry. Sorry, I forgot about the two the two props there. Furlong and um, McGrath. So you're going with seven? Yeah. I'll, seven. I'll add Zebo. And I'll add CJ. Did you want to add CJ, Connor? I would like to add CJ now that I think about it. Yes, I would like to add CJ. So um, I'm going eight. You're going eight, I'm going nine. So who, you went the, the front row, Connor. I went Furlong. Best. Yeah, the front row. Yeah, Furlong, Best, McGrath. Yeah. Uh, then I went, we're taking... O'Brien. O'Brien. No, I'm taking O'Mahony. Well, he'd take O'Brien, yeah. O'Brien, CJ, Murray and Sexton, uh, Henshaw. Right. And I'm adding Zebra. And I might add in Ringrose. I'm not going to add Ringrose, but I think Ringrose will find his way out to New Zealand. So be an injury or something, and he'll be one of the ones called up. Well, I'm definitely having Zebo in there. Oh, I don't know about Zebo. Why? I just I'm not sold on Zebo. I don't get. I think it's very um, it's very predictable. Predictable. Yes. Zebo. Yes. The man loves the spin. Loves to go to the spin when he's about to go into contact. He does, but it works for him. I think, like... I don't know. I think you put that out. I think he's... If you watch him... I, just not yet. Just not yet. I don't... I, he just doesn't do a lot for me. Zebo. And I think he was... Had an average enough Six Nations. Although, I did read a stat where he was the best defensive winger in the tournament. Mm. Or most efficient with his tackling was one of those. Um, so he's de- he, now for Ireland, he might be curtailing his game because that's what Joe Schmidt would demand of him. So maybe I'm being slightly unfair to him, but I don't know. He just wouldn't do a lot for me. Because um, <laughs> I probably I probably align with Cokes. Uh, I just like. Question: Does um does Dunner Karayan get close? Or in the discussion? No, no. 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 Well, can we talk about Dunner Karayan for a quick second here, right? Dunner Karayan should have been given a central contract. Yes, without a doubt, because and this is what annoys me is about they give a contract to Jamie Heaslip, okay? They give Heaslip big money 
He's the same age as Donica Ryan. And I think I said it to you, Andrew, but I'm going to say on this podcast, that contract made no sense to me whatsoever. But he's the point. Yeah. Think of the options in the back row that Leinster have. Just Leinster, not even Ireland. Just Leinster. We're just ta- I'm just talking Leinster here at the moment, right? They've Levy, Conan, uh, Van de Flair, they've O'Brien, they've Jordy Murphy. I'm probably missing people here. But, like, they're stacked in the back row, okay? Jamie Hinslip yep. is 34, and they gave him a two- or three-year deal, which is probably paying him 300 grand a year, easily. Is, is he 34 or 32? No, he's 34, I thought. Pretty sure he was okay, so I'll check. Right? Just one in a in a position in which Leinster are absolutely stacked with young players. Thirty three. It makes no sense to give him that contract, and then turn around and go to Donica Ryan in the second row, in which we are struggling in this country, and say we can't give you that contract due to your age. It's poor resource management, if you ask me. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. And I understand Heaslip is a star and there's sponsorship considerations and all to be taken into account. But I personally would have said to him, you go off and talk to teams in France, you come back with your best offer, you let us know what that offer is. If we can feel like we'll match it, we'll match it. If not, why don't you go off to France there? You just have to be a bit more ruthless. I think if there's a limited pot of money, I don't see the sense in giving out big money contracts when you're stacked in that position. And even more so overall, when you look at Ireland as a whole, I mean, you can make the argument that he shouldn't even be starting for Ireland anymore. It just seems to me to be a poor use of money is my rant on that one. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I don't know what to say about poor use of resources. They could be um, divvied out a bit better. I saw all my Lancer said thirteen players renewed their contracts today, so um, I think their long term plan. I was saying to Andrew that the average age of the Lancer team at the weekend was just ridiculous. It was oh, so scary. young. Scary. So scary. I think they all see that there's a bit of a long-term project. They're right out the storm with the likes of Heaslip and O'Brien, probably Sexton as well. They'll all pass Carney. They'll pass during the next few years. And then this new crop of youngsters will all take over. Yeah, you see, my, my thing with that is I, I kind of look at it like kind of like Bill Belichick. And this is the only time I'm going to compare myself to Bill Belichick. Although I have won the same amount of Super Bowls as Belichick on Madden, which should be noted for the record. <laughs> um, Belichick's philosophy is it's always better to get rid of, it's always better to get rid of a player one year too early than one year too late. And what I would have liked to see Leinster and the IRFU do is allow Heaslip to go. I thought they should let O'Brien go as well, just given his injury profile. It's a lot of money to put into a player who's quite injury prone and then use some of that money to try and lock up some of these younger players longer term. Yeah. So, I, I, so, I, try I, and, so try and, so what you're trying to do is you're trying to buy 
say, like, say Levy here, right? If you go to Dan Levy and you say, listen, we want to sign you up, but we want to sign you up for, like, a four-year deal, right? As opposed to, you know, the traditional two years or whatever they sign. And we're going to give you, we're going to give you, like, a hundred grand a year, right? That's very hard for a 21 or 22-year-old to turn down. That's guaranteed a hundred grand for the next four years. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to buy out some of his prime years at a reduced rate. Mm. And try and get them locked up into the system. And I think maybe because there's so much young talent, it would help them protect themselves from losing, say, a Marty Moore to a Wasps. If you have the younger players who you identify, and but the key to this is you have to identify them early and decide which ones are worthy of such an investment. You lock them up for four or five years. You buy out some of their early prime years for a lower rate. And then because you took care of them in their early 20s, you would hope that when it comes to renegotiation, that they'd be like, these lads took care of me. I'd be willing to maybe compromise slightly on the deal. That would just be my philosophy on it. Especially, and I'm not saying you can do that in every position. I'm saying, like, I'm just taking a back row because we have such strength and depth there at the moment that perhaps that is the way they should be looking at it. You know, to as I said, to safeguard against these young players going off to England or France or whatever. And then also as a cost-saving measure as well in the long run. Yeah, it's... it's... It, it's sense, Connor. It's speaking sense, but unfortunately, I don't think when it comes to egos and oh yeah, history and things like that, it, it doesn't. Um, no, like it's it. Look, it's, it's a, never fails. No, it's a very hard thing to do because, as I said, like you're dealing with when you're talking about O'Briens and Heaslips, you're talking about superstars in Irish rugby, and you know that if you were to say to Jamie Heaslip, "We're not offering you a contract," that'd be a massive, massive media storm. And you have to kind of write it out. And a lot of people probably be upset and all this. But as I said, what makes the Patriots so successful is Belichick is just totally rootless when it comes to matters like this. And I think if you can't compete uh, Euro for Euro with the French clubs or with the English clubs, you have to find ways around it to try and protect your younger players and lock them into longer term deals. So you're not paying more than you should be for these players down the road. But again, I understand why it's probably not going to happen. And I'm going to have to just keep all these ideas to Madden. <laughs> Sadly. It's gonna be some Madden career you're going to have. It's, uh, it could be 20 years deep now. It'd be serious, serious Madden career. So, the other major sporting event of the weekend. I see what you did there. Major being the word. Yeah. Well played. One of my favourite events of the year, I must say. It is. Is uh, Magnolia Lane. It's always actually, after that tournament, or as it's on, it signals the start to the golf season, which I can't get involved in personally, but... A bitter rant will come on another day. We'll have a moment silence then for this. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Who's winning the Connor? I like Connor. Is I think Connor may have said the same as you. 
I like Jordan Spieth. Connor did say the same as yeah. me. Usually when myself and Connor collude, though, we collude to a loser. So you've heard it here first, folks. Jordan Speed is not making the cut. Nope. <laughs> Worst ever performance out of us. His mental scars will come up and he won't be able to perform. Uh, no, I think Speed. Like, Speed is 7 to 1 at this moment to win the Masters. And I think people should jump all over that. Because look at how he's performed. Bar last year's um, meltdown, he has totally dominated the Masters for the last two years. Three years? Yes, sorry, three years. Yes, you're correct. Three years. So, I mean, there's nothing to say that he won't do the same again. Yeah, I I don't see him being a guy that's going to be majorly affected by his... uh... By by last year either. No, so I I think Speed should. I'm not saying run away with it, but if you back Speed, you should get. I think he will win the tournament. Well, he's gonna he's gonna. You would imagine he'll give you a run for your money anyway. Yes. Um. Connor, or sorry, Cox, your reasoning. Uh, exact same. I just think he's. He's the most solid golfer bar we take one moment of madness last year. But if that ball goes on the green, I think if that ball goes on the green last year and Speed, and Speed gets the green jacket, he'd be in at what? 4-1 to one to win this year? Easily. And I know he's not been in the best form since, but I think people are just... You have to go on past performance like on that golf course. And he is... I don't know. It's it's hard to look past him, honestly. I think will, it's hard to look past him. Will his putting be as big a factor this time, though, if they've had all that ring? As in, will it be as fast? <clears throat> well, they're currently there's currently a thunderstorm. I think the part three is being postponed there at the moment. There's been another yeah. thunderstorm, so uh, weather could be a factor. I don't know what the forecast is for tomorrow. Oops, I think it's, yeah, it's meant to be. Meant to be bad in the evening. Early DJs meant to have the worst weather for boat rounds. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think DJ is overrated going into this tournament. I don't think it's his type of golf course. You say that, but Cox was actually talking about him as well, saying that he's got like three top sixes in the past three years. Just. And he, he usually has one hall where he's... Like, yeah, he has... He, I don't think DJ has the mental capacity to master Augusta, whereas Speed seems to have it. Yes. McElroy has the talent, I think. And if they're talking about all this rain and being able to fly the ball in high and just letting it stick, then that could play up to McElroy's game. But I just... McElroy does this thing where he'll go and shoot 77 in the first round, completely rule himself out of it. And carve away back into it and finish a valiant fifth or something like that. Yeah, I think I don't know. If I've said it on this, but the thing, the problem with Rory is, and why he, to me, hasn't. And this is crazy to say, why he hasn't won more than he has is he doesn't seem to have the ability to grind out bad rounds. No, it, it, Rory, it's, he's it's either like, he'll either absolutely destroy the whole field. Or he'll destroy himself. Yeah, or he'll give up. Like, he just won't care. If it's going bad for Rory, he just 
he he doesn't have the ability to control to get some control back on it. Like he just and I don't know whether that's down to the caddy. He's a volatile character, alright, with that. I think he needs a stronger caddy. I read something there, um I think it was online where they did a, a survey of people on tour and they were saying that if McElroy had Billy Foster on his bag, he'd have uh, a lot more majors than JP. Because they seem to think JP doesn't actually disagree with Rory. That you'll often right. you'll often see them see where Rory will hit a shot and they'll go over the green and they'll both look at each other as if to say, How did that happen? Mm. So I I personally, if I could pick who I'd like to see win the tournament, I would like to see Rory McIlroy win the tournament. Would you? Yes. I am one of the very few who actually like Roy McIlroy. Yeah, I kind of like him as well. I I wouldn't mind seeing him win. I think um, he, I think he's a breath of fresh air. I think he's he's when he gives interviews, he's so honest, and even more so considering what the corporate kind of machine he has behind him, that it should be applauded in a way that he's not just a robot out there. And I do, and I would like to see Rory win. But um, I don't think he's got, he's not mentally there yet to uh, grind it out if it goes bad for him. Yeah, I, I've, I'd go along with that. Do you, um, who are your other sneaky chances, Connor? I like Terrell Hatton. Terrell Hatton? Is it Terrell Hatton's first Masters? It is, I believe. It is, but he's a steady player. And he's also 50 to 1, which is a big factor in my picking him as a kind of an each way. You're playing good golf as well. So I like Terrell Hatton as kind of my outsider. Um, I saw some people talk about um, Thomas Peters. He was mentioned, he's been mentioned quite a lot. Um, but I'm just looking through the list here and see if anybody stands out to me. But no, I think Terrell is probably a 50 to 1. Like Bubba is 40 to 1. And he's won two green jackets. Oh, well. Bubba's a bit like McRoy as well, isn't it? With the, the first round. He's in it after the first yeah. round. Can't write him out. And I've seen a lot of people talk up Andrew's boy, Ricky Fowler. Go on, Rick Rick. Um, as a Rick Rick is he's always there thereabouts, but just oh I just wonder. Is he gonna be one of those fellas that we talk about as being uh, one of the best and never win a major? And I know that's so early to be saying in his career, but there's so much talent around. I don't know if he has it. I don't know. If, but he does He does do well in Augusta. I'd, I'd love to see him win it. Uh, you haven't told us your pick, Andrew. Who's your pick? It's probably because I... I the reason I haven't is because I'm probably the same line of thinking as you guys. Um... I also, I, I also, I don't don't know why. More just a feeling than anything. I just feel like there might be a bit of a resurgence from Jason Day. I, I have no idea why. I think that. Yeah, I think. I 
can't give you reasoning behind it. Well, there, there is. Mind is elsewhere. Yeah, like you see, his mind might be elsewhere, but there's no logical reasons. But if you believe, if you were to believe in narratives and stories and everything like that, would there be a greater story this week than Jason A winning the Masters? No, but I think it's. He can't have been practicing or anything the past few weeks. Mm. No, like it, it's got to be. He's got to be rusty. And. But. I don't know, maybe. Is there an argument to be made like that because he hasn't been thinking about it, he could just go out there and just kind of. No pressure, nobody's really expecting him to do anything. But. He does like the Masters. Again, you're kind of just speculating on how Myers head is going to be. It is that kind of... The, the only thing is, like, you get with the Masters, and now, might not always win it, as, as was the case last year, but the top guys are always there or thereabouts in this. Yeah. In the Masters. They lo- like, like no other tournament. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I am going to say... So I think Speed wins it, and my outside bets, well, well, it's not very outside, I think it's about 25 to 1 probably, Matsuyama. Matsuyama has come into 20s now. And also Paul Casey. Paul Casey? What a resurgence Paul Casey's had. I hate it. Uh, 50 to 1 he is now. <coughs> I like Paul Casey. For all you listeners out there, I hate Paul Casey. 20 quid, put 10 each way on Paul Casey. Because you'll still be, your 20 quid will still be live on Sunday. What about Maddie Fitz? As an outsider. I don't think he's long enough if it's been raining the whole time. Mm. I, yeah, I... Alex Noren? Good old Angel Cabrera is 200 to 1. That fella does love playing in Augusta. <laughs> he loves it. It's it's like he just wakes up out of a a eleven month and three week hibernation and just goes oh the Masters is on and then he goes back to sleep again after. He is. Um, let me see now. Do we like Shane Larry at all? No. I do like him. It's not the game for them. But I don't like him for the Masters now. Well, he's already run out of slitters. He was asking Aish oh, let's bring over slitters with him. So I tell you, his accuracy might not be the best this week. And maybe think about the golf. Maybe Angel Cabrera is one hundred fifty to one to be leading after day one. Yeah, good luck with putting that on yourself. Anyway, Fred Couples is one hundred twenty-five to one. All right, stop it now. I'm just saying, day one, first round leader. You've seen some wacky first round leaders. What about uh, well then? Is what's his name Paul Laurie, the the Scottish fella? He's not in it, surely. He's I don't know. He, could be up, he, he usually loves the Masters. He's not. No, I don't, I don't think he's in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, but when I'm saying when he has been before, I didn't even know when he was or not. That's why I was asking. Yeah, so so we're pretty much going... Um, speed to win. Speed to win. So, listeners, uh, back everybody else. Back the field. <laughs> <laughs> win yourself some money. Do you think there's any chance of a of a 
major virgin winner. Um, well, I, I, I don't because I think the um, the upper class of golf is so talented that I would find it hard to see somebody pass that kind of upper tier. Mm. The upper echelon. Yes, the upper echelon. Um, I yeah, certainly. I, I can, I can see it. That's why I said Casey and Matsuyama, but um, I probably lean towards Duke Connor. I think I'd be surprised if. Two of McElroy, Spieth, and Johnson aren't in the top four. Listen, as long as that as that phony Phil Mickelson isn't being presented with a green jacket there on Sunday, with his fake uh, smile and his thumbs up to the crowd as if he gives a shit about those people, which he does not. <laughs> <laughs> the same way he's sponsored by KPMG and didn't seem to give a shit about his taxes. Um, <laughs> I'll be a happy man I wish I could put a bet on how many nods to the crowd Phil does during the course of this tournament why don't I just walking up 18 on the last uh, he, he'd walk slower than the undertaker did to, for his retirement ceremony to get in the applause he'd like that that toy dog that bobs on the <laughs> On the dashboard of oh, Churchill. He's exactly like Churchill. He's forever. He's tipping his cap and he's like, thank you, thank you. And if any of those people got near him, the Secret Service, like security guards, would kick them out. Don't touch Phil. <laughs> They're not worthy of touching Phil. But he's a US national treasure. Yeah. Is it because he's white? Oh yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Nobody has been oppressed more than a rich white man who plays golf in America. <laughs> Pepsi should really in, make Pepsi in should a, really in make Augusta an, National. Yeah, especially in Augusta National. Pepsi should make an ad of Kendall Jenner giving Phil Mickelson a Pepsi can. In in <laughs> solidarity with Phil's struggles to pretend he gives a shit about the common people. <laughs> He'd try and uh, he'd do his nod and he'd headbutt her. <laughs> what a glorious occasion that would be, actually. But, um, oh yes, Phil. I'm not looking forward to having to watch Phil if he's anyway decent. Uh, walk up and down the fairways of Augusta, nodding like Churchill the dog. <laughs> Walking like the Undertaker. Walking slowly like the Undertaker. Although I can only hope that if Phil does not win the tournament, he does not then also like the Undertaker, like take off his shirt and leave it on the 18th green of Augusta, <laughs> <laughs> and put his golf glove down, and put his hat slowly down, making sure KPMG is firmly in the shot though, because you got to cash those checks, and then slowly <laughs> walking away, lifting his soles of his shoes up so we can also see who sponsors his shoes. You have to make way for Steve coming through. <laughs> you have to, but like. Um, I see Mickelson said while we're on this really quickly because we're out of time uh, do we think a Lexi Thompson situation will happen at the Masters this week where some person sent at home that is ridiculous that real no because and as I said when this happened last week someone asked me if it happened if someone emailed in when the men were playing whoever received the email would have pressed delete and uh, nothing ever would have been said about it uh, I agree with you. 
the my conspiracy theorist would say if it's a big name who did it, they would definitely pre- press the leaf. But maybe if it was somebody that they weren't too keen on handing the jacket to on Sunday, they might consider it for a little bit. Absolute cardology. What happened? Uh, it's an, a disgrace. It's absolute disgrace what happened to her. I mean, how can you even allow that to happen? Like, I want to know, like, how did they even, whoever emailed in, how did they know who to email? Like, wh- where, yeah. did they, where did they even, what did they just sign, like, complaints at LPGA? <laughs> or, like, they tweeted it in or something. Like, and to think about it, right, that person must have been sitting at home watching this event, thought they saw something, rewound, rewound, if I can speak, rewound the video, um, pressed pause, got their binoculars out, pressed the slow play option on their television and spent about a good three hours looking at the footage as if it was the Zabruder film trying to figure out who shot Kennedy. <laughs> I can't see it happening either. Hopefully it doesn't happen because that's what golf needs. More rules because the people love <laughs> rules. Do you think that person had a bet on? Maybe, well, maybe. Could be a family member of someone else or something. No, I don't think they had a bet on. I, to sum this up, Andrew, I feel about that person how you felt about those people watching WrestleMania. I'm like, who is this nerd? <laughs> Who's forensically going through this tape and then feels compelled to email in? You have to not question cool. you have to question not, people's life choices. Yeah. Not not a cool thing to do. No. No, not at all. Yeah. But on that note, gents. Connor, it's been a blast as usual. I'm sure we'll talk to you when speed wins. When speed wins, when we can celebrate a speed victory and Tyrrell Hatton come second. That would be ideal. I kind of need that to happen to fund my trip to Canada. So that would be ideal. Um, we can only hope that happens. So gents, um, Andrew. Been a pleasure, Connor. See you, Connor. We will talk to you down the road. That's it.